Welcome to the SOB Podcast. Everything fun about family dysfunction with your hosts, Shannon Livingston and Joe Lobosco. This podcast covers it all from mobsters to motherhood and strip clubs to Sunday school with candid conversations on everything from surviving to thriving. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of SOB, the son of a bitch podcast. And I am the bitch, Shannon Livingston. And I'm not. Uh-huh. And you are? If you don't know who I am by now. Do you have to fuck up you're... every intro that we do? Yes, because first of all, I thought this was episode 11. Am I wrong? No, you are wrong. Okay. We never did 10, and anyway. so this is 10. Okay, you're but st- if they're on episode on 10, why do I not... have to tell, the, like, what... They know what my name is by this point. Somebody may not. They may just be seeing this for the very first time or okay. listening for the first time. Well, Could you just say your name? If you're listening for the first time, go back to episode one and start there. But yeah, my name's Joe Labosco, and I am the son in Son of a Bitch, meaning that the even though I may not be calling all the shots, the focus of the show really is on my you? perspective. <laughs> Well, that, Otherwise, that's a matter it would just of be perspective, called bitch. too. Yeah, no, um, it, it's both of ours. The show really is supposed yeah. to be, we do have very different perspectives and personalities. Exactly. We, we have the same priorities, I think, but a lot of similarities, but very mm. different ways about uh, getting there. And today's episode is about plastic surgery, which is something that you and I really disagree about. For sure. For the most part. Yeah. Especially me getting it. But it, it hasn't always worked out either. Sometimes well, well, it does. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, well, did you go ahead? Oh, you want me to talk about plastic surgery now? Yeah. Uh, so I've had a little bit of plastic surgery done, and it started when I was, oh my gosh, 1920. I think I was 20 when I got my first boob job. And, um, it was fine until one exploded. Until it wasn't. Until yeah, it wasn't, yes. So that lasted about uh, five years. And then I woke up the day before Thanksgiving in 1998, and uh, my right implant had ruptured. And because they were saline, it was very noticeable. Um, you know, the saline goes out through your body. And I was told before the surgery that it was not a big deal, saline is safe, and if one of them were to rupture, that my body would just absorb this extra salt water and, uh, you know, it wasn't going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. But that's not what happened. Not what happened at all. So I instantly started to get sick. Um, Different symptoms. Uh, The implant uh, site itself started to show signs of infection, I had a fever. It was hot to the touch. It started to swell back up. And I also started to develop symptoms of fibromyalgia, which I did not know at the time, which basically is every symptom ever in every organ system that you have. Like your body is just not cooperative. And so I had all these things going on. Um, I was also uh, then under the care of a doctor who was a friend of mine, and thankfully he was very well-versed in rare disorders, and I started to have an issue that he then uh, helped me to get diagnosed um, called pemphigus vulgaris, which is uh, 
an autoimmune disorder and it affects the protein that binds skin cells together. So basically it causes the skin to, the skin and mucous membrane especially, to blister and disintegrate. And people that um, have this disorder and that aren't able to control it die from suffocation. It's like a burn. It's like a third degree burn. Now, you have seen me uh, have outbreaks of this disorder. Not it in has, a while, but yeah. It's been a long time and it wasn't anything. It didn't cover enough of my body to to affect me to that extent. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to, you know, give... Um, give any false impressions of how serious it, it is, but... Uh, I mean, we're not doing a medical case, podcast anyway. Like, well, I'm you know, not going to People get into are details. basing this off of... Listen to Dr. Yeah. Drew. He's got a lot of good information. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Isn't he's, he like he Dr. Love or something? No, that like... I mean, he talks to different... You know, he talks to comedians and porn stars and all these different people, but he is a legitimate doctor and yeah. he has a podcast. Well, so that's a good point. That. I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to give anybody yeah, medical that's not advice. Why, I'm just sharing my That's story. not why you're... It's certainly not why I'm here. So, you know... Well, it, you're here because of pub subs. I bought some sub sandwiches and you agreed to come along. Mm. But anyway, back to me. So um, so I developed these disorders that basically the doctor said were genetically within me and the infection from the implant because it had been infected with microorganisms that had the, the shell of the implant had been porous enough to allow nourishment in and to keep these things alive. I, <clears throat> I see what your eyes are doing, Joe, and I know Just, it's weird. There's a lot of science, a lot it's of... Weird. But it wasn't yeah. porous enough to allow them out until, of course, the rupture. And then they, you know, went throughout my body and <clears throat> created a lot of problems. What about this story could possibly turn me off of plastic surgery? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the worst part, right, of course, is you were, <clears throat> what, four years old at the time or 98, something. Yeah. And, and I was a, you know, single mom. You were having brain surgeries. And I had to be with it. I had to be active. And I had so many problems with so many different systems. And it was just one after another when um, trying to figure out what it was. And nobody really believed in fibromyalgia. And none of the doctors wanted to um, really admit that this breast implant had caused a problem because it was counterproductive to what they were doing. They were placing these things every day. They couldn't say that there had been any problems from them. And the big debate at that point had been silicone in your body. Was your body rejecting silicone? And then, you know, I had saline implants, and so the thinking was that they were just 100% totally safe, but, but they were not. So that was my first plastic surgery uh, experience. And, of course, you know, you have one, one implant, then what are you going to do? You have to have surgery to at least remove them. Mm-hmm. And I did have them replaced. Uh, I was 20 however old I was, and, um, you know, just made that choice. And it's now been 20 years that I've had uh, this set and still have medical problems every day from it. However, there is no guarantee that if they were to remove them, those things would go away. But I've been really, really surprised by the number of women that I speak to. We don't speak about it publicly, usually. Here I am speaking about it. Uh, but these breast implants do cause breast implant illness, and not all doctors are are hip to it and are going to agree with it. But we all have the same. Of symptoms. course not. They're making money off of giving people implants. Yeah. Well, and then it it makes other doctors money too. You know, I've seen a cardiologist. I've seen all kinds yeah. of a different specialists because of these symptoms. Uh, so that was my first plastic surgery experience. 
And then I also had um, another, I don't know why I, I continue to do these things when I reflect on them, but um, I had a chin extension done in the back room. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I know, most people don't. In the back room of an oral surgeon's office. It was after hours. He, you know, put some music on. I don't even know if he had a cocktail or, or not, but I remember my friend... Um, my friend was in the room with me, and she said, if you would have seen what they did to you, you would not have let him do that. Yeah. They, you know, cut a line, uh, like, between my gum and my lip, and they pulled my lip down over my chin and then took a saw. And I was awake for all of this, so I couldn't feel it, but I was not, you know, I'm in a back office, so I'm not being put under anesthesia. There's no anesthesiologist. And so then they sawed through my chin and then put a little you know extension extension whatever it is I don't know bracket screws I don't know what's in there I wasn't awake I didn't see uh-huh. uh, and then so it's my natural bone when you see you know my chin it's not in a an implant it doesn't look plastic it doesn't look too rounded it's my natural bone definition and shape of my bone but extended a little bit so that my profile is better. So I went through all of that so that I would have a stronger profile because I was doing modeling stuff and I wasn't getting a lot of print work because I wasn't, you know, I didn't look good in print. Well, I had this awful surgery, which thankfully worked out great, didn't have, you know, any problems from that, but I still look terrible in pictures. And so that was not the problem. I don't know what the problem is, but I can't change it at this point. I'm 48 and I'm not going to get anything else done. So that was my, my chin extension. And then and I think that cost me $2,700. I was thinking about that today. But, you know, back in, in those days, that was, it was still a deal. But it was backroom surgery. I don't, I don't recommend that. What I do recommend <laughs> is you can go to another country to have surgery, too. I or also, don't. Well, wait a minute. This is my last one. Yeah. So I went to Costa Rica to have my upper eyelids done, you know, because they start to sag down. This was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I had gone with my friend. She went to this dental clinic, and um, I saw how nice it was. They have medical tourism and dental tourism. It's all set up to be great care. It's about 20% the cost. And so if you're doing anything that is aesthetic, plastic at all, that insurance isn't going to pay for anyway, it really is a nice place to go. Plus, you're on the black sand beaches and, you know, during recovery and, and having a great time, somewhat. So I went to Costa Rica uh-huh. to have my upper lids done. You have such a tense tone with me already. And then the doctor looked at me and said, okay, so we're going to do uh, the upper and the lower. And I said, no, just the upper. And he went, oh, yeah, I just assumed you were here for the lower. And I said, no, I'm here for the upper. It's a nice business model you got there, Doc. Yeah, well, I paid for upper and lower that I got it done. But I think it was like $1,700 to get upper and lower done in Costa Rica. They, you know. Well, but how much money it cost you to get to Costa Rica? It wasn't expensive. And then, you know, the hotel that you stay in with the little kitchenette there, and I had my friend with me, I think that was only $75 a night. So you couldn't go out at night by yourself. There are definite safety precautions and things like that when you're in the city um, in Costa Rica. But, but it was safe to travel with a friend and to go to these, these medical places. They actually pick you up from the airport. 
And then uh, most of them, or a lot of them, will have a hotel or some type of place attached to the clinic. So you can go back to your room and, like, chill out in between, you know, getting things done. And you don't have to drive around. Do they have cable? Um, I don't remember cable. Because, I mean, I don't like... remember a lot, though, because you can go to the pharmacia and you can get whatever you want without a prescription. And so we went to a lot of pharmacias. And uh, I so bought whatever it was that they had. No entertainment, no, you just... Just sleeping by the pool, drugs. drugged up yeah, with and, stitches. And in a foreign country. But everybody else was too. There were a lot of Americans there that were also there getting things done. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it was nice. So I believe in plastic surgery, obviously. Maybe not doing well, it the ways that I have chosen to do. Uh, and I do recognize that... It's not just a psychological thing. We always talk about, and we'll get there. You and I talk about the need for it. Is it um, addictive? You know, does it help you? Is it worse? Is it, you know, uh, but also it does have long-lasting effects on on your health. So not Mm -hmm. only do I have, you know, fibromyalgia and and pemphigus vulgaris, but now here we are in uh, COVID vaccine discussions and my doctors don't know if it's better or worse for me. We, we, we don't need to, to get into that. I'm not getting into it in detail. But my doctors don't know because I have these complicated, uh, you know, disorders that could be triggered by a vaccination or could be triggered by anything because my body has been so overloaded by, you know, the implant and the contamination and everything that, and all the drugs and treatments and everything that happened after, too. The treatment itself has also been rough along the way so it's not just what you look like and that psychological fallout of it it's all of the physical stuff that comes too now so you think that plastic surgery is always harmful never helpful that's not what i said Uh, well i'm being extreme to get some type (laughs) of reaction out of you yeah no i wouldn't say necessarily that i am completely against plastic surgery i would advise people to you know, consider all of your options. And like, if you really feel that that's something that's necessary, then just accept that the potential fallout of that decision is on you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you don't get to to blame the doctor at that point. I mean, you can if they do, if they straight up don't do what they told you they were going to do. Right. But I don't blame my doctors for, for the implants. Yeah, no, I understand. Sick. But, you, you know, like, but... <laughs> It's just one of those that, you know, people do it and then it turns out bad and then they say, oh, well, you know, society pressured me to to have to look this way. And, you know, while that may be true, society puts pressure on everyone mm-hmm. all the time. And not everybody cuts right. into yeah. their you, body. You can choose to buck the trend or not. But don't don't give me this, uh, you know, peer pressure caused me to get these cheek implants so now I look like a goldfish. But they they have studies that have shown that attractive people are helped out on the side of the road faster okay, than right. attractive but, people. But if you it's get shoddy life. plastic surgery, you're no longer attractive. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like but at the time, it's all a self-fulfilling I was prophecy. Was, this is an opportunity. You, okay, but you even with all of your issues as physically, My issues. you know, for, uh, from a, um, a visual standpoint, you got lucky. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't. 
Well, that's nice. And their I think. their facial structure, or you know, their the limbs, or anything that they have, they're you know, yeah, I've seen bots tainted for the rest of their lives. There's like, a lot of bad work out there. You know, and you see these celebrities who evolve. You know, look at what Pamela Anderson looks like. Look at, at Madonna at however old she, you know, eighty five years old. Like, but because we have a need in this society to look sexy, well beyond. Okay, but. Our childbearing years, which, you know, when you talk about, like, sociobiology, that is the attraction between men and women. It's to keep the race going. And while sex may feel good and all of that, we, there just shouldn't be this right, need but to I, keep I also, being a sex bomb at, you know, yeah, 75 I, years right, old. Right, but I, I think what, what the disconnect that we're having here is that... Are you flipping me off? No. All right. This is what are you talking about? You had about? your middle fingers up on your temples, which okay. I know I'm giving you a headache, but I thought you were also saying fuck you. Yeah, no, I don't what like I'm, this conversation. What I don't understand when it comes to plastic surgery is that the end result often looks worse than it did before. So if the goal is to look better into your you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, the best way to do that is to just take care of yourself and well, let that happen naturally. It's not because always Because the more aging. work you get done, you look like Joan Rivers and, and that's you're not older. attractive. Like, that's just, it doesn't work. It, it, but it's not all about aging. You know, it, breast implants, for example, if you have children and you're, you're breastfeeding or even not, it changes the shape of your breast and they can look like little pancakes, like little deflated, sad objects. And maybe you're just trying to restore your body. Okay. Well then if you want to get a boob job, then get a boob job. You know, millions of people do like, what I, about I don't, a butt job? Those butt, butt bags. But, uh, How do you heal from that? Like you go into your office and just lie on your stomach yeah, while you, you know, type? Like, will you get one of those airplane pillow? Like, I don't know. The hemorrhoid pillows. You know, I, I don't live in Miami. And I you, don't know how that works. You tell people that you have awful hemorrhoids instead of admitting that you had butt bags put in. No, I think. Are you thinking you, about that one? No, I think <laughs> you just say you know, I'm 25 in either Miami or Los Angeles, and you know I want to be in music videos, and so this is what I did. Well, but it's not just being in music videos. and although, It's not, but sometimes it is. Although I did make some money, uh, you know, off the implants in the world of strip clubs. For me, it has been really about confidence. It's been, you know, having my eyes and my chin and all that. It's not just making more money modeling or, or dancing. It has been about being self-confident. And that also translates into making more money and being happier. So isn't well, that enough, or do we always have to have a deformity that we're trying to fix? Like, is, like, the only acceptable way to have plastic surgery, according to you, is, you know, because you have cancer or a hair No, I'm just saying, I'm not saying that people can't, you know, shouldn't be free to make their own choices of how to adjust their body. I'm saying you need to recognize what that is and what it isn't. It's not going to solve all of your physical or emotional problems. What about piercing and stretching and branding and same all thing? Of that? It's a it's Tattoos. a it's a one way decision. Like you just have to understand that that altering your body is forever. Yeah, you know, or if it's not, it's you know the process to correct it is often incredibly painful and expensive and complicated. If it can be corrected, aren't you so glad you you didn't get that tattoo? that you were thinking about getting, that I said, just hold off, put it in a box, and wait a year. The Mizzou tattoo? Yeah. 
Because you didn't go to Mizzou. Yeah, but I still got accepted. That's, you know, is where, <laughs> is where I'm from. I support their accepted. athletic program. Like, it, you know, people get Ohio State tattoos. I didn't go to Ohio State. Like, it's not that. Really? Yes. No. Yeah, you just don't understand sports culture. Like, I that's a, a very, yeah, well, it's a different thing, you know. I understand getting, like, an NFL logo but not a college college is you went there you went no, to college there no no you just like the team it's not you think everyone who supports these schools went there yeah. you realize how much money these schools make no i went to the school of hard knocks hundreds of millions of dollars it's not just alumni well then they should have paid it's the me same better thing it's the same I thing talked. i was telling you you said when i was telling you about that rapper Lil uzi vert who had who? a pink diamond implanted oh, in yeah, his yeah. forehead and you're like well how did he get the diamond he bought it mm-hmm. he had 24 million dollars to drop on a diamond yes like that's that, just that story went nowhere why did you tell that story no because you just don't understand the scope of some of these things and it's like yes these people do make that much money yes these universities do have you know they're getting money from hundreds of thousands of people who never went to that school like that's how so, that works because the school that i worked for doesn't have a good sports team well they they have a great basketball they're like d2 yes they're yeah and i i umkc rockhurst actually no, has a better basketball program fgcu FGCU does not have a great basketball program anymore. Oh, that no. coach that, that got them year. that I'm coach that i'm just wondering why if money comes from sports why they didn't pay me better they like, didn't hire you for sports. I know, but if they make money in sports, doesn't that translate? No. They don't then pay you to teach this about This is cannabis? what I was telling you. FGCU put all their money in the basketball program, then the coach left and went to USC. Oh. So, you know, that whole thing, we can talk about that another time. Yeah, that has but, nothing to do with plastic surgery. Well, okay. Unless he left because he had horrible plastic surgery did, and wanted to hide. He did go to Southern California, you which know, is the epicenter men, yeah. of plastic surgery. Men having plastic surgery also, I think, is a little more taboo than women. Like the uh, one of the guys that I dated before, he, we won't say his name, uh-huh. uh, but you know, I was very honest about my boob job and he was not honest about his. He had his man boobs cut off and he was just totally secretive about it. Didn't say anything. And then I found the uh, paperwork when I was helping him with his files. You know, he asked me like to help him with some work stuff. And there his paperwork was that said he had this surgery. Guys getting plastic surgery is, it's a different kind of they can lie about it. Phenomenon. Women no, are that to be is honest, not. You're you're lie. going way off into. I'm not making a point about I whether know. or not they should like that. I'm I don't care. I'm having knee jerk reactions. I'm drinking Red Bull and I I can't help it. Every, you're you're drinking like, diet Red Bull first of all. Well, it doesn't make me less antsy <laughs> or less knee jerk. I don't even know what diet Red Bull does. It's sugar free. Then what? It's you, giving me cancer. If you're worried about your health, at the same time. don't drink Red Bull. <laughs> don't anyway, tell me actually, I have a friend who works for Red Bull, so I probably shouldn't. Anyway, so men in plastic surgery, men in plastic surgery usually is a they're having it for, well, the same kind of reasons that women do it. But they they usually get, get different. Laid. They, that's why they do it. Maybe that's what they think. But women do it to be wanted, to be loved. You know, men can just in. work out. And generally what they want is what they will get. Women, it's more of altering the structure, shape. Like guys just want to look, you know. 
buff? Like an athlete, yeah, or a bodybuilder. They get face stuff done, too. Uh, and they have makeup now for guys. Y- Europeans, maybe, not over... You, oh, they have makeup for guys. Yes. Yeah, I know they have makeup for guys. It doesn't mean guys, it's okay to wear it, like... It I mean, you can you can do okay you can do whatever you want. But that doesn't mean that someone's not going to come up to you and say, "Hey, you look ridiculous." Like, I've worn makeup, you know this, but I took the, the flack that came with that. Like, that's well, part of the deal. A little concealer wouldn't hurt you. You the, look kind of tired today. I look tired every day. I Maybe am tired every day. Maybe some mascara on your lashes. Yeah, no, um, I'm I'm not planning on uh, uh, you know belting out. Faster pussycat anytime soon. I loved hair bands and all of their makeup. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't see that as strange, but I just, I thought that that was awesome. You know, I mean, yeah, D. Snyder was a pioneer. And I now they're all having plastic nothing surgery against because they're it. older than I am. Well, again, they live in California. They have a brand to protect. Like, if your body is your well-being, mm-hmm. I get it. But again, like do your, your research. Yeah, do your research. Make good decisions. So I should not go to foreign countries, back rooms. Well, foreign countries, you know, like a lot of those doctors, most of those doctors are from the United States and go down yeah. there to go fishing and not pay taxes. I'm like, glad you feel that way because I am going back to Costa Rica. You know, whatever. Because I need a brow lift. But, um, you know, with that whole scenario, um, again, do your research. Find out where you're staying. Don't go wandering around in South America. Like... Mm-hmm. It's it Central just, America. I thought no, I thought Costa Rica was in South America. I think it's Central. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. That's what I said I think. Yeah, you okay. can Google all you want. But so I'm I'm gonna get a brow lift and I'm gonna have to have Why? somebody go because I can only get my um eyelid skin cut out so much, or it's gonna be like Kenny Rogers. The whole thing is falling. What's and wrong so, with being like Kenny Rogers? Kenny Rogers was great. And I'm all into the gambler, but I don't, I don't need his plastic surgery look. So far, I've been able to age gracefully, but we do a lot of video now with the podcast and with 239 Uncensored. And so I'm, I'm now having to look at myself where before I really didn't. Okay, right. But the, see, this is what I'm saying. That's... What? Those are, that, that's just how life is supposed to go. Those are things that you're... You know, my ass does not have to hit the floor just because that is how gravity works. If I have the money, the resources to get it all lifted back up into place, then why would I not do that? I'm not getting like a face. You just talked about all the things that have already gone wrong, and now you're asking why would I not do that? But some things have gone right too. My eyes were fine, my chin was fine. The second set of boobs, okay. Okay, yeah, you know, you ever Getting played ready to pop again? You but... ever played blackjack in the casino? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, do you know what happens when you keep going up? What are you saying? That my parts are just going to start falling off? No, I'm saying you like can one only day my chin's just going to fall you off. You can only beat the dealer so many times. So the surgeon is my dealer. I'm not I don't follow the analogy here. The house always wins. But I'm the house. No. But my body no. is my temple, and that's the, like a house. The, the cosmetic surgery industry is the house. This is getting way too intellectual for me. I just I just wanted to do a podcast to talk about plastic surgery so okay, that right. I could break you, it to you, you that wanted I'm getting to a hear lift. my opinion. And my opinion, so your opinion is, is don't do it. Stop. Me stop personally? Yes. No, I have a little more to do. Okay. I do. I, I think it's good. Plus, we live in Naples. I mean, you know, yeah, like, look, whatever. You're going to do what you want to do, but 
the problem is when people have the wrong perspective on it, when they think, oh, I'll just get this one thing done to my nose or, you know, get these things in my cheeks. Or, I like or, how you're or, smushing up your or, face so that we can't hear you. But I don't do things. And that'll fix gonna, everything and I'll feel better about myself. I don't feel badly about myself and I don't feel like I need to fix my life. I love my life. You just need to fix am, your eyebrows. Not my eyebrows. The whole the brow lift just it pulls your whole face. Oh, up. so they're going to cut just your entire forehead. Pulls your whole face up. I don't yeah. know how they do it. Are but you getting I'm this done at a at a shack in the middle of a field in I'm Texas? I'm going to go back down to Costa Rica. Okay. If you see Matthew McConaughey showing up and asking if he can take a ride in your truck, say no. It's not going to be like that. But you know, you do. You have to get stuff done just periodically for. For maintenance, otherwise maintenance. you'll look weird. And I'm sorry, but this face and all the stuff I've had done to it has put food on the table that you then put into your little belly. So you might disagree with some of the stuff that I've done, but it has benefited you. And there you're quiet. I think that's a wait, good place to end it. Wait a minute. Wait, how, what, yeah, how long have we been talking? That's a good place to end it. I'm done. Aren't you done? I feel like I've made my point. Well, I don't know. Like our usual... Show is at least half an hour. How long have we been talking? Oh, look really? at that. Perfect timing for you to wrap it up and say goodbye. You hate it when I do a good job. I can see it on your face. You always think you do a good job. So regardless of, you know, like that doesn't, I don't. Often, but not always. But I do, I think that that is a good place to leave it. We can do more episodes, certainly. And you can always give me your opinion. I'm probably not ever going to accept it 100%. Well, I mean, I accept it, but I'm not going to agree with it. If you want to get plastic surgery, then by all means, get plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. But realize what the potential ramifications of that are and realize it's not going to solve all of your problems. It's going to make something about you look slightly different. Is that advice for other people, or are you speaking to me? I'm done giving advice to you. so that's other people. Yes, you're going to do what you want to do. Make sure that your life is actually in order, and you're not trying to just change. Right? Yeah. If you're if you're you if you're expecting some doctor in Malibu to fix your self esteem, that's not going to work. Right. You know that that power only comes from within. Well, and, and beauty is an internal thing. So while I right. do media and, uh, you know, recognize that that has a certain amount of responsibility, I guess, to keep myself up, um, I really do try to work on the inside. Well, yeah, and, and eventually, I don't care who you are, your looks, to an extent, will fade. Yes. And then, you know, then if you're just in shallow or you know, conceited or bitchy or you know, whatever the problem may be, no one's going to want to spend time around you because now you're not pretty to look at and you're not fun to talk to. So worry about that first. Well, yeah, pretty was only a legacy with uh, what's-her-face. I can't even think of her name now, so I guess it wasn't a legacy. There you go. There you go. Substance right. over substance over over mm. Style. Yeah, there you go. I think it's the phrase. Don't judge a book by its cover, even if it's your own. I can't own. take it. Just say goodbye. <laughs> just wrap it up. You love to do this. You just, like, you crawl along at the end. Peace, love, and scalpels. Have a good day. 
Please make sure to download and listen to SOB on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production. 